0: Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. It's dark outside about 6.30 in the morning, 21 March, Sunday, March 21st, 2021. How is Mind Change March going for you? I hope it's going well. We're almost done with Mind Change March, believe it or not, another 10 days, and we're going to be in the... Second quarter of a new year—it's crazy how fast that's going. Um, we're finishing up the Bible. You know, a bunch of us uh, over a hundred people joined Lisa and I to do a ninety-day challenge to read through the entire Bible in the first three months. And if you didn't get in on that, or even if you did, um, we're going to do something different in April. We're going to do a Bible study that I call John to know, James to grow. Um, I've always said that if you really want to know who Jesus Christ was, the person, even if you're not a Christian or a religious person, you could agree with me that... Or I think you would agree with me that in the history of humankind, the Jesus, the person of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, has been the most famous, the most talked about, the most studied, um, the most popular, if you will, human person that's ever lived. There's there's nobody that more people have heard of than Jesus Christ. And so that's certainly true. Well, so if you if you don't know much about him other than what the world has told you or what you've heard, um, it would be interesting. Um, and probably helpful to know who he really was according to what the Bible says about him. So the book of John, in my opinion, is the greatest place to see Jesus as a human being who's also God. Um, And so we're going to do 30 days in the book of John, but, but also the book of James, which is just five little chapters written by the brother of Jesus Christ, James, um, that book is like a little handbook of the christian life, so if you don 't know much about Christianity or even if you 're a long time Christian and you just want some to go deeper in the in the principles of Christianity, James is like a little textbook, a little short, easy, practical guide to the christian life, so we 're going to do. If you want to grow in Christ, the book of James helps you do that. If you want to know Jesus, the book of John helps you do that. So I call this little study we're going to do, John to Know, James to Grow. And there's a link in the show notes. If you want to click, you can put your email in there, and I'll be able to to help you um, get on board with the study. There's going to be some... uh, worksheets and some different little things that we'll do as we go through. But one one chapter of John and one chapter of James every day in the month of April. So we're done with Mind Change March almost. It's time for Action April. And we're going to do that in the Bible with John to know and James to grow. So click on the link in the show notes if you're interested in doing that with us. Um, also, remember the newsletter wlewarnemd.com slash newsletter. Every Sunday, I give you the best prescriptions I have for how to change your mind and change your life. And we're coming with the Infinitely Happier app. Our web designer, Vicki Nova, and Lisa and I are working hard to get the app ready to go. And we're hoping to have it in May, um, possibly before the end of April. Um, But but the only way you're going to find out about and be invited to be part of the app is by being a newsletter subscriber. We're going to roll it out to the subscribers first to really make sure the community develops in a healthy and positive way. And so if you're interested in joining us in the Infinitely Happier app, it's going to be an alternative to some of the negative things that we see on social media. It's going to be all positive, all mind change, all good stuff to connect people in this community in a real world fashion. So if you're interested in the app, then you need to be on the newsletter, wleewarrenmd.com newsletter, wleewarrenmd.com newsletter. Okay, let me tell you something. I had a rough night last night. I didn't sleep well. And just kind of struggling, to be honest with you. Some of the same old issues that I've dealt with for years, I was really missing Mitch. Um, this is a stupid thing, but if, you, if you've if you ever lost somebody, you'll know what I'm talking about. Ooh, that coffee's hot. <laughs> I'm drinking my black silk. Um, if you've ever lost somebody, you'll know what I'm talking about here. We, we went to a Hallmark store yesterday. We, we found this really cool little... Um, Pharmacy that's got a Hallmark store in it here in North Platte. We didn't know about. and We just kind of wandered. And it's a flower store too. A really cool little shop over in the Westfield uh, area of New, North Platte. We just kind of ran. We went to drop some dry cleaning off, and we saw this store. So we walked in there, and they had this whole um, wall full of little collectibles. There's these statues and precious moments and different things. And there's a a statue collection. I can't think of the name of it, but Lisa got me one a long time ago. That's a man and a woman kind of dancing, holding each other. Um, and there's a whole series of them, ceramic little statues. And, uh, one is a dad with a little boy. Uh, the dad's kneeling down and the little boy's holding him. And, and every time I see that, I've seen it before. I think about Mitch uh, and when he was little and I would hold him and he needed me and, and, um, uh, I just started crying right there in the store and, uh, that happens, you know, with, with grief, it'll just come right back at you when you don't expect it. Um, and and you never see it coming. Right. Um, And even though you've healthily dealt with your grief in a healthy way, it never goes away. And so uh, if you've lost a child, lost a spouse, had a broken relationship that meant a lot to you, sometimes that grief will pop there, pop back in there, and you don't even see it coming. So that happened yesterday, and um, last night I was just kind of, I guess, wallowing in some of my uh, old memories and covering some ground in my mind over things that I thought were settled, And, and that might surprise you, by the way, to hear me say that so it's funny when you put yourself out there um in a public way people think that that means that you're pretty squared away so if you write books about life change or you podcast or you you know preach or all those things that people always think that that means that you've got it all figured out and you're and you're sharing it with them so that they can figure it out but that's not really the truth the truth is most of us who write and podcast and put our lives out there it's because we're trying to figure some things out and we're trying to help you Learn from what we're figuring out as we do it. No, but, but all of us struggle. Uh, Even me, Mr. Positive, I struggle with negative thinking, with regret and grief, and social media culture is doing a bad thing by making it look like everybody else has a perfect life except you, but nobody does. So we're all in this boat together, and I think that's one of the most important things I've learned from sharing my stories and books and podcasts. People need us to be open. They need you and me to be open and vulnerable and honest about our lives so they can see how they can make it through a little more clearly. But last night was rough, friend. I'm not going to not gonna lie to you. I had a lot of those old demons, uh, Iraq and losing Mitch and regrets and mistakes swirling around like those crazy sandhill cranes fly around the house. And, and they're kind of creepy, by the way, how they fly. They don't fly in an orderly way like geese do. They fly all over the place like bats. It's really weird. But, but we do love them. But God is so kind because in the middle of all of that, he reminded me of a story in the Gospel of John. Actually, Thought of this story the other day, and actually reached out to Tommy Walker to see if I could use one of his songs in an episode about that song, about that uh, story from the Book of John. But I had something different in mind when I reached out to Tommy about it. But last night, in the middle of the night, God reminded me again about this story, and and the story basically is what I needed to hear in a nutshell. And here it is. Lee, you need to get up out of those negative thoughts and patterns of behavior. You need to get up out of those old memories. You need to get up out of that regret and you need to move. It's time to move and get up. And so, my friend, today we're going to talk about a guy who had to get up. It was finally time for him to get up and what we can learn from him and how we can basically not be idiots. (laughs) Stay with me, okay? A little tough love coming for you this morning because, friend, It's time to be done with Mind Change March. Stop thinking about it. It's time for Action April in a few days. And I want you to be ready because we are going to start today. Hey, my friend, I'm so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa. She is everything. She's just amazing. You should meet her sometime. And also have the super pups, Harvey and Lewis, and about 400 million that might be an exaggeration uh, sandhill cranes out of my yard making a horrible racket as we speak. You might hear them in the background. Hey, I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get that done. You can get the show notes and more on my website at w1mb.com, and please add the slash newsletter to subscribe to the newsletter and connect to this community of folks all over the world who are changing their minds and changing their lives, and add slash prayer w one com/slash/prayer If you want to let us know what we can pray for you about, or you can help us pray for other folks all around the world. And if you like the show, please share it with your friends. Whatever app you listen to podcasts on, there's three little dots you can click on, and there's an opportunity to share. If you do it right now, share with your friends what you're listening to. It'll help the show spread far and wide. Hey, I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. That's a really cool lick, Tommy, by the way. Okay, I told you that God was kind enough to remind me of a story, and it comes from John chapter 5. There's a story about Jesus healing a lame man. I'm going to read this to you from the New Living Translation. Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city near the Sheep Gate was the Pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk, he said. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. Now, just imagine for a second, friend, being that guy and hearing Jesus Christ stop and notice you, take note of you and tell you, hey, it's time to get up. He's like, hey, you've been lying there for 38 years. That Matt is stinky and nasty, and you need to get up and move on. Amazing, right? Imagine the joy that guy must have felt when he stood up and his legs, his feeble, withered legs, actually worked. He probably ran around like a maniac, like a little kid. You remember how little kids run around? Hey, Dad, watch me run! Look at me run! Everybody, hey, see, see what I can do? I can jump and run. Imagine how excited he would have been. Now, my friend Tommy Walker wrote a story, a song out of that story. He wrote a whole basically a whole concert out of the book of John. You should watch, by the way. I'll put a link in the show notes. Take an hour and watch the book of John in song by Tommy Walker. It's amazing. But anyway, he wrote a song out of this story called Get Up, and I'm going to play it for you now. He gave me permission to play it, so I'm going to play it for you right after Tommy tells us about how you can help support Tommy Walker Ministries. I believe, I believe, I believe
1: Hi, I'm Tommy Walker, and I've been a worship leader and songwriter for over 30 years. By God's amazing grace, he's allowed me to write some worship songs that have been sung in churches all over the world. In 2015, I started my own nonprofit called Tommy Walker Ministries so I could start giving away all my songs and music and worship resources. Since then, we've had people from over 80 nations download our charts and performance tracks, and we've given away over 100,000 of them now, and we're so blessed and honored to do it. We have a passion to declare the gospel through worship in a powerful way, so we're so careful to fill up our songs and our videos with God's Word. And if you're interested in becoming a partner with us, just visit TommyWalkerMinistries.org and become a one-time or monthly partner. We'd be so grateful, and let me just say God's richest blessings on you all. If you aren't already, become a passionate worshiper of the Most High God. Amen.
2: on your face jump up on your feet let's give God some praise listen I need you to say this in the part get up get up. Get
0: song. I love it because it's just perfectly out of scripture. It's so upbeat and so driving and energetic like you would feel if you were able to get up off your mat and walk. You would have that kind of energy, right? But just for a minute, imagine that you're that guy. You've been paralyzed your whole life. And Jesus comes along and heals you and tells you that you can get up. But what if a few days later, after you've been running around the city and walking and, and doing all those things that you could do with your newly healed legs, what if you decided, you know what, I kind of missed that mat. I think I'm going to go lie back down on the pool by the pool and just, and just hang out there with the other paralyzed people. Now, wouldn't that be sort of idiotic? It would be kind of pathetic, right? You've been set free and healed and restored, but you choose to go lie back down? And that sounds kind of crazy, but unfortunately, we do it all the time, don't we? Now, this is kind of a gross verse, but Proverbs twenty six eleven says this, As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his foolishness. We've seen it a couple of times. Lewis or Harvey will vomit a little bit. They eat something, be some deer bone or something, and they'll vomit. And they both run over and eat the vomit. It's disgusting. Or you know, they'll come in muddy, and we give them a bath, and they go right back outside and get muddy again. We see it all the time with animals, but people do it too. And when I say people, I'm talking about me and you, probably. Now, how do you think Jesus would have felt if he had, you know, told the guy to get up, and the guy was like, "Nah, you know, I'm okay. I'm just gonna lie here and, and be paralyzed." Now, Hebrews 6, 4, this is, little, this is a little tough love coming at you here. There's a there's a difficult passage in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4 through 6, and in the voice, it says this, It is impossible to restore the changed heart of the one who has fallen from faith, who has already been enlightened, has tasted the gift of new life from God, has shared in the power of the Holy Spirit, and has known the goodness of God's revelation and the powers of the coming age. If such a person falls away... It's as though that one were crucifying the Son of God all over again and holding him up to ridicule. You see, God blesses the ground that drinks of the rain and then produces a bountiful crop for those to cult- who cultivate it. Here, here's, a, here's a difficult passage. He's saying basically that if you were saved, if you were enlightened enough to have tasted of him and know that the freedom that Jesus offers you to, to finally get up off that mat, If you then could decide that it was all, that you you didn't like it anymore and you wanted to lie back down and just permanently go back to that old life that you had, that would be like putting Jesus back on the cross after he died for you, like taking him and, and publicly scorning him and driving those nails into his hands yourself all over again. He's saying, hey, it is a big deal for you to be set free and then decide that you would rather be back in bondage. It's a big deal for you to to get up and then decide to lie back down. This first part of that chapter, of that verse, when he says it's impossible to restore the changed heart of the one who has fallen from faith, I think that's talking about those people who actually can renounce God after they've known him. I don't think it's talking about, it's not talking about the day-to-day struggles that we have of staying, staying good once he's set us free. But there's a passage in the Voice Study Bible where they're talking about this verse, and he says this, whoever wrote it, It's clear that Jesus wanted his people to grow and mature in faith. Those who don't move beyond the basics, tasting the gifts and powers of the new creation, partaking in the Spirit and the Word of God, and then fall away, bring shame to Jesus and produce nothing but briars and brambles. There is no stagnant life in the kingdom. Either you grow and produce a blessing, or you languish and descend into a curse. So he's saying, basically, you can't just stay basic, just starting brand new. You've got to grow. You've got to plant your, your let Jesus plant his seed in your heart, and you've got to grow and turn that into a real spiritual fruit in your life, or you'll fall away. So he's saying be careful. Be, be careful with how you live. Don't lie back down on the mat once Jesus has told you to get up. Now, here's a question for you today. Are you like the guy on the mat? Has life pinned you down? Has it paralyzed you? Have your legs grown feeble? Do you feel weak and powerless to change things? Well, you're not. You can get up because he's already done the work to allow you to get up, to stand on your own two feet, to change your mind about your life and the things that were holding you down, to take action. The problem is our brains and other people, and especially our enemy, the devil, keep telling us that we'll find happiness back on the mat back in the bottle that the grass is greener or the bed is warmer with somebody else besides your spouse the enemy tells you that the that one more handbag or watch or one more rifle or guitar actually no you, you probably do need one more rifle or guitar i'm i'm just kidding that that one more hit that one a little bit more money and you'll finally be happier you'll finally be happy But there's a rule in play here, and I'm just starting to tease it out. It's going to end up in the book, but but I'm just starting to tease this out because I've been watching myself and other people for years, and I hear from readers and listeners every single day that we keep figuring out that there is something. I'm going to call it the inverse joy rule. Here's Here's the principle. Anything that you pursue outside of God or the context in which God intended for you to have it will make you less happy when you finally get it. Anything that you pursue other than God or outside of the context in which God intended for you to have it will make you less happy when you finally get it. This is the truth about affairs, about lottery winners, about movie stars and billionaires that aren't happy no matter how much fame or wealth they achieve, about CEOs that are never happy even though they finally achieve power that they've desperately wanted, that all those people find out that what they thought would make them happy actually leaves them emptier and they end up back, back at the well like that woman we talked about last time, getting more water because they're still thirsty. You see this all the time. You see some famous movie star who kills themselves because they had everything, but they really had nothing, right? Because outside of the context of which Jesus intended for you to have something, it will be meaningless and it will not fill you up. Now, there's a story in Exodus 32, when Moses was up on the mountain and God was inscribing the Ten Commandments on the on the tablets of stone, down in the valley, Aaron and the people had made a golden calf to worship, and they were dancing around, having some drunken orgy fest around this idol. While God was literally giving them the rules to live by, Moses came down and saw this happening, And here's what it says in Exodus 32, starting in 19. When Moses approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, his anger burned, and he threw the tablets out of his hands, breaking them to pieces at the foot of the mountain. And he took the calf the people had made and burned it in the fire and ground it into powder, scattered it on the water, and made the people drink it. So here's something you need to realize. Often we end up having the thing that we thought we wanted become a bitter pill to swallow or a plague or a curse on our lives. You know, ads for alcohol don't ever show AA meetings and divorces and DUIs and ICUs and liver transplants. Ads for credit cards show shopping and happiness and joy with all these things you can buy, but they don't ever show debt collectors and bankruptcy and financial strain on your relationship and on your life because the world wants to show you something that never turns out to satisfy you the way that they tell you that it will, right? So Jesus comes along and he holds out his hand and he says, don't you want to get up, friend? Don't you want to get up, Lee? Don't you want to get up, Juliana? Don't you want to get up, Etta? Don't you want to get up, Will? Don't you want to get up, Charles? Don't you want to get up, whoever your name is? And we get up and we taste his freedom, but then we go lie back down again. Why? I imagine last night as I was struggling to sleep, Jesus said, Lee, you idiot, you moron. I told you that you can get up. I died for you and shed my blood for you so that you can get up. Why won't you just walk with me? Remember in last episode, I shared with you a story from, or a passage from Randy Alcorn's amazing book, Happiness. Here's a quote. He said, the angel's message to the shepherds at the birth of Jesus condenses the gospel to its core. He said, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Luke 210 the gospel isn't for some it's for all the Greek adjective that's translated great here is megas this isn't just news it's mega news it's good news of mega joy it's the best news there ever has been or ever will be what characterizes this good news is a deep everlasting joy for any who will receive it the contemporary English version readers reads the renders the verse this way good news for you which will make everyone happy here's the deal friend the inverse rule inverse first joy rule is this. Anything you pursue outside of God or the context in which God intended you to have, it leaves you less happy. God and Jesus are the only things that you can pursue, and when you finally reach them, you will be happier than when you were pursuing them. Everything else turns out to be false once you finally get it. But you can have mega joy, this infinite joy. It's available for us when we get to know Jesus. It's so much better than the bitter golden calf juice that we keep drinking because we lie back down after the Savior helps us get up. Look, friend, it's Mind Change March. It's time to decide to get up, to finally roll that mat up and walk away like Will and Sheila and this amazing mama I got a letter from yesterday. She was abused by her husband. She was divorced at a young age with six kids and no help from her ex, so she raised those two and got a job. She got a relationship with Jesus. She worked, took care of her family, put those six kids through college, and she made it. She didn't wallow by the pool. She didn't lie back down. She got up, and you can too. And so can I. We can get up, friend. We can rise up. He's given us a new beginning, and you can't change your life until you change your mind. But once you do, you got to get up. No more talking about it. It's almost Action April. It's time to get up, my friend, and it is time to start today. Hit it, Tommy. Hey, thanks for listening. The Doctor Lee Warren Podcast is listener supported. Check out patron.podbean.com/slash Doctor Lee Warren. Patron. Dot Podbean.com dot slash Dr. Lee Warren. Patrons and partners get free books, transcripts, special patron only monthly episodes, and more. And partners like you allow us to stay ad free and keep growing. Please subscribe to the show and share it with your friends so more people can find out about it. Go to my website, wlewarrenmd.com, for more information about my letter, the show, my books, and more. And stay tuned for our app, the Infinitely Happier app, that's going to finally bring this community together in the real world. It's invitation only. And you won't get it unless you're getting my weekly newsletter. So w1md.com slash newsletter www.wleewarrenmd.com slash newsletter. Get it, get it today. Hey, the theme music for the show is Water into Wine by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by Tommy and the good people at Tommy Walker Ministries who are changing the world through the power of worship. Get the music for free and consider supporting Tommy's great work at TommyWalkerMinistries.org. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at www.wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. Remember, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind. It is time to get up and start today. Hey, I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, my friend. Get on up and have a great day.